Hi guys, welcome back to Make It Make Sense. My name is Sebi Tennyson and here with me is... Joshua Matasha. Awesome. So let's get into this episode. So on today's episode, we will be, like our last episode, recommending or giving ideas to some stocks we've been watching and some stocks that we have seen to be successful, right? And bear in mind, the stock I would be or the stocks I would be talking about today are extremely speculative, meaning that they're extremely risky and extremely volatile, but they have a high chance of reward if it works out really well. And so far, the last week of me, you know, dabbling a little bit into it or into them, they've actually yielded a lot of success and fruit. So that's why I believe that now it's a pretty good, healthy time to talk about these stocks with you guys. So what stocks are you talking about, Joshua? So I'm actually just talking about one stock and it's a giant. (laughs) I mean, trust me, this stock is like 10 stocks combined. So (laughs) it is Amazon. If you say so. Okay. Yeah, so Amazon is the stock I'm going to talk about today because I've been doing some research and I'm like, huh, there is a lot to unpack here, right? And I know all of you know Amazon. We all know we order books, you know, people order clothes, whatever, from Amazon. So it is a company we're all familiar with, right? But there's a lot more that lies beneath what this company is trying to accomplish. So you're telling us it's not just e-commerce or buying stuff. There's oh, no. a lot going on yeah, with Amazon. that's just the tip of the iceberg, you know. So I'll just start with some basics. I don't even see what Amazon does. <laughs> I'll go into some Why of the details. You think that they're doing a lot more. Yes, than- exactly. I'll go into the details later. So basically just some numbers. They have a market cap of $1.6 trillion. Yeah. <laughs> they're one of the few companies that have a market cap over $1 trillion. So that already tells you that, man, these people really know what they're doing. They're a giant in their space. And remember last episode, we explained what a market cap is. It's just basically the stock price multiplied by the... By the... <laughs> Why do you I just... I you wanted to complete it. Cheers, no. outstanding. Exactly. So it's basically what the company is worth. So basically, Amazon is worth over $1 trillion. The very first thing I want to say is they're actually trading at a discount to fair value. And you might ask, what does this mean? So in finance, there are various ways of valuing a stock or company, whatever it is. And there's something called the DCF, the discounted cash flow method. So basically what this does is it takes all the future cash flows of the company and it uses a risk-free rate to bring it back to today's dollars. And that way you get what it's supposed to trade for. Okay. Right. So like a fair value. Exactly. Yes. So it's actually trading at a... 32.8% 32.8% discount according to a calculation. So that's just something to have in mind. Uh-huh. Even based on just cash alone, right? This company is trading at a discount. That means it's cheap, <laughs> right? Whoa. Basically, Wait, it's cheap. Amazon's cheap, cheap back stocks like dollars <laughs> Trust me. Cheap? When I'm done explaining all of this, okay. you'll be like, Amazon is cheap. And another thing to notice, it has actually underperformed the market this year. So Amazon has traded poorly. If you're someone who keeps up with the market a lot, you've probably noticed that, man, tech has been having a lot of up and downs due to all this inflation talk and everything going on with the Fed. And Amazon has been, they've suffered from this a lot. Yeah. Could it just also be like the negative press around them? From, you know, how their workers are being paid to Bezos stepping down. Could that be why they're bitting up? Not necessarily that they're not performing because the last time we saw when they announced earnings, they actually did record numbers. Yeah, so, so that's a good point. I think it's a contributing factor, but I don't think it's the major factor. Man, look at Facebook. Yeah. Facebook has all these rumors and they've outperformed most of the fans. Like, they were suffering a lot. Exactly. And that's why I think 
the phase Facebook was in before. That's where Amazon oh is God. now. Exactly. So, yes, they have underperformed this year. And this is one of the factors that even makes it more attractive to me right now. That's awesome. I guess for me, the stock that I would recommend is BBIG. So, B as in ball. Yeah, B as (laughs) the big. big. Yeah, so they're they're actually called Venco Ventures. And they operate as a consumer product research and development manufacturing, sales, and fulfillment company in North America. So you might be wondering like, okay, so what makes this stock interesting? They sound pretty boring already. (laughs) But what actually makes them interesting is the fact that this particular company, their subsidiary EVNT platform LLC plans to bring 3D NFTs into the market. So I don't know if you guys remember, but NFTs, non-fungible tokens, remember that thing that's just basically unique digital asset that you have that just, I don't know, makes you cool, I guess, you know, (laughs) usually really limited. And they're mainly part, for the most part, they're part of the Ethereum blockchain. And remember Ethereum, you know, cryptocurrency, to the moon, right? All doing really well. So with the rise and the growing popularity of these digital assets and cryptocurrencies and just crypto assets in general, NFTs have been super sought after. Right. And BBIG's subsidiary plans to disrupt this space by launching their own cutting edge three dimensional full scale NFTs into the market this summer. So now what's their strategy? What makes them different from other, you know, NFTs? How are they going to do this? What's going to make you want their particular digital asset? So they plan to leverage your industry connection by working with companies to produce original artwork featuring musicians, actors and actresses, and along with other athletes. And so far, they have been able to secure deals with some celebrities already. So with hearing all of this, I feel like they potentially have a lot of upside to run. And mind you, BBIG isn't trading too high. They're about $4.20. And their all-time high was around $9.40, depending on the brokerage you're exchanging with, right? So here's my strategy. I believe in entering, or my exit strategy rather, would be to exit BBIG at around $9, right? Because their all-time high was was around uh, $9.40. And at that point, at $9, it will be a reevaluation point for me because you're getting to their all-time high. I'm not sure how Wall Street will react to this. Yes, and that would be exactly like we said, natural resistance because there won't be a lot of buying power. There'll actually be more selling because that was your previous all-time high. Or I would give it a two to three-year time horizon, mainly because, you know, all these uh, stocks, they don't go linear progression, right? They have some upside pullbacks, upside pullbacks, and sometimes even some correction, right? So I am looking at around a 20% from my buying price or the, from the price that I bought the stock at, 20% correction-ish for me to reevaluate in order to cut my losses. Because like I said, this is extremely speculative and I'm very, very risky. You and- let me ask, at what price is it trading for right now? Uh, at this current price that it's trading for is around 420, 420. 420. So you're looking yes. at basically 100% return. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wow. But yes, mm-hmm. it's around 420 the last time I checked. Okay. Yeah, that's around the price that it's currently trading for. And that's the reason I'm like, man, there's so much upside, yeah. right? And this is just what, $4 increase? And they already, uh, during the last week, or even I believe last on Friday, 26% 
or the last week was 20%, 26% up. So I'm like, okay, if all things keeps going equal, right, I might see $9 sooner rather than later. But let's just say, you know, NFTs, people are bored and they're having fun over the summer and they don't care anymore about it, right? I, I'm using my two to three year time horizon to be like, okay, are you performing? And the reason why I still say two to three year time horizon is because even without all the hype going on with this cutting edge technology, moving into NFTs, knowing that blockchain technology is going forward, the rise of cryptocurrency, they are reinventing themselves as more than just a consumer marketing digital company, right? And also they have locked and secured deals with all of these celebrities and athletes and things like this to further enhance, you know, their how would you put it? It making them more desirable, the product that they offer. So yeah, that's my personal strategy. So what makes me super confident about this? Similar or about this particular stock, similar to Tesla, back when Tesla in 2019, they're heavily shorted. So what does that mean? It means that all these big hedge funds, right? They would borrow or sell stocks they do not have. I know that's crazy. How can you sell stuff you don't own? <laughs> that's Wall Street for you, right? So they sell these stocks that they don't have at a particular price hoping that the price would be lower than what they sold it for. Then they go buy back that particular stock when the price has gone lower. For example, they sell the stock at uh, $9, right? Hoping that the stock will drop down to like $5, right? Then they buy it, the stock back at $5, give the stock back to whoever they borrowed it for and keep the remaining $4 different. So that's how they make a lot of money, right? So typically when maybe they sold it for $9, right? And the stock is going up. They don't wait till it gets up to $9, right? When they see it around, depending on their risk tolerance, they might begin selling at already $7, right? So what that happens is like you see a huge, because they're not dealing with like $2, $2 or $3. They're dealing with like millions and billions of dollars, right? So that uh, triggers an influx of buyers into the market. Then you see an exponential increase in the prices, right? Think about the so law of like demand and supply. Exactly, like AMC, GameStop type deal, right? That's what, there's a lot of speculation about this with BBIG. So currently, the reason why I believe that if this stock, and my uh, idea or my breaking point for this stock or my analysis that I've looked at is, Many companies are sh the short price that they have for this particular stock is around five dollars, right? So, meaning that as this stock approaches and goes higher and higher to five dollars, we should be expecting an influx of buyers, right, into this particular stock. And sh shoot, this stock is gonna go high, yeah, to the moon if everything works well, if my cards play right, right? That's why I said nine dollars or two to three year time horizon. However, if this doesn't happen, right? I still have my two to three years time horizon because they're doing pretty good, right? So that's the reason why. And again, this is extremely speculative, extremely risky, but it has tremendous upside, By right? You don't have to wait too long for you to have a hundred percent on the stock. So that's personally what I believe. Well, that's fantastic. I heard Spotify is actually also trying to get into the NFT. Mm -hmm. So it is an industry that is growing In pretty much. exactly. Yeah. Okay. So back to Amazon. You know, I think Amazon is literally like the Thanos of stocks <laughs> because of what they have. Thanos yeah, literally have their tentacles dipped everywhere. True. So first, I want I want you to think about COVID, right? Mm -hmm. In Wall Street, people have made a kind of a classification between COVID stocks yeah. and reopening stocks. Yes. But Amazon just happens to be both. Exactly. 
exactly. right? So first things first, during COVID, most people couldn't go out. So what they do? They, or, they order yeah. stuff from Amazon, right? Yeah. But now, guess what? Now everyone, the economy is reopening. People are going back to work. People have more buying power due to stimulus. What does that mean? They're probably still going to order more stuff from yeah. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so COVID, no COVID, you know, that money is still coming in. Exactly. And also, um, earlier this year, Amazon announced that they now have 200 million Prime members worldwide. Do you know how ridiculous that is? Dang. That is absolutely ridiculous. So That's already it, consistent cash. Flow. Exactly, exactly. Recurring revenue is, yeah. bro, is going to keep coming in, right? So to me, that's one of the things that Amazon has that is very unique. They already have kind of like a a fan base, kind of like a fan fan base. People are always going to be in their service, you know. And the more stuff they keep adding, they can retain those ones and make them even pay more. Yeah per month for their prime yeah. membership so another thing that is pretty interesting is amazon web services yeah a lot of people don't know about this exactly like boycott amazon <laughs> and they think it's just packages but it really isn't exactly so for those who don't know amazon web services also known as aws is a secure cloud services platform that offers things like computing power database storage content delivery and other functionality to help businesses scale and grow and one interesting trend we noticed during the COVID period was a lot of businesses came out and were like, bro, we do not want to manage our technology infrastructure anymore. So here, Amazon, do it for us, <laughs> right? And I was reading some of the reviews these companies had, and some of the things they said was they found that it was cheap, yeah. right? So from a kind of like cost-effective basis, it was a great deal for them. And not only was it at a good price for them, there was better speed of innovation, right? So they're also getting a lot of recurring revenue from this. Wow. You know, it's not a one-time shop. You pay a subscription, you know, from time yeah. to time. And during Amazon's last earnings, I was looking at some of the transcript. So the interesting thing, Amazon's web services only accounted for 12% of sales. Yes, only 12%. But guess what? It accounted for up to 60% of their operating margin or their profit. Wow. So that means it's really profitable. The cost of doing that business low. is low, but the revenue, the profit, it's high. I'm guessing it's not fully uh, optimized yet. Exactly. It's still growing. Start, uh, having it in such a way that consumers can have access to this technology. Exactly. Or if people actually yes. have access to this. So what I do think is going forward, you're going to see this even increase in number of, in, in percentage of sales, total sales of Amazon, mm -hmm. and also profit. So I think, man, this is just another beast that is just getting ready to get unleashed as well. So this is actually a big deal. It's also expected to generate over $50 billion this year. I know in Amazon, this is probably an understatement. They probably think it's going to be more, you know. Yeah. So when they announce their earnings, we'll see what happens. But I think Amazon Web Services is going to generate over $50 billion for them this year. Another thing, just like we discussed, is just that recurring revenue. Because now they're building a lot of cash. Yeah. Money is just flowing from every single place, right? And what some of their... People, what some of the haters would say is that, oh, inflation, you know, what's going to happen when yeah. inflation comes? Bro, Amazon, they don't need to borrow from the bank. True. You know, right? But, but they will borrow. That money, um, what's it called? Not because when inflation happens, it means that your buying power is reduced. So yes. like, isn't that, you know, that's one of the reasons why we say a dollar today is better than a dollar tomorrow. So them just keeping that money in cash, isn't that like your money is not exactly and I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. But my point is the what a lot of Wall Street people argue is that if inflation goes up interest and interest, yeah, exactly, okay. interest rates, and it's going to be harder for companies. Maybe the 
rising developing companies might have a little challenge because they need to borrow cash and be a little yeah. more expensive. But come on, Amazon. They don't really need your cash. I mean, it's still beneficial for them because to get it free. Yes, yeah. exactly. But, and I'm going to get into some of the other opportunities they're looking at. So first things first is that e-commerce is growing all over the world. Like, I'm, we're Nigerians, right? Yeah. Nigeria is a country with over 200 million people. Yeah. And even though we know we're kind of still far behind, yeah. we're still growing and the potential is there. Yeah. Now, the leading company with um, delivering e-commerce is Jumia. I feel Amazon can acquire this company in a snap of a finger. Like, Whoa. they can buy them real quick. So that's a potential. There's more reach for them there. Sure. And another thing we can look at is also their virtual healthcare and prescription business, yeah. right? Now, this sector has $350 billion in total addressable market, yeah. right? So that is an industry that Amazon want to tap in. And, and they have every weapon they need. They have the yeah. cash. They have the influence to go in and dominate this That's industry. Brand, exactly. Wow. And guess what? For people in Prime, they're offering up to 80% on generic drugs for discounts and up to 40% on brand medication. Bro, they're what coming for every pharmacy. Oh, it will. Yes. So when it came out with the news, actually, this company's tanked. Their stock wow. tanked. I think they'll still be okay because they have their own kind of legacy business, but it is a threat. Right, and the last one I will talk about. I mean, second to the last one, I also talk about MGM. So I'm sure y'all know that MGM. They make like the classic movies, yes. right? Amazon just they're in talks to buy them, and they're buying them for 8.4 billion. So I they already bought them. I yeah, I mean it's more or less done. Okay. okay, it's more or less. It hasn't been put in like ink and paper, but it's okay. probably gonna get wrapped okay. up. I don't think they have any issues yeah. and do that. But now they get into the streaming wars against Netflix, Disney, Viacom, and and the and the like. And it's just crazy, right? Because this company, they, they own various big franchise, franchises yeah. like James Bond, The Handmaid's Tale, Creed, Vikings, wow. you know? So, and I think this is just a play to keep people invested in that prime. Yeah. So people don't cut it off, you know? Because, like, okay, now I'm getting one more, one more extra thing, yeah. right? So it's an extra reason for them to stay in that service. And the final one is just that ad revenue, right? Because when you're looking for something, what's the first website you go to apart from Google? You know, it's Amazon, yeah. right? So they have an opportunity to generate a whole lot of ad revenue, you know? So they're also competing with Google. They're competing with the Trade Desk. They're competing with Magnite. So can you just see all the opportunities they have? Now, I would just say two problems I see. The first one is the monopoly. I feel yeah. they'll face yeah. a lot of challenges. Yes, from the government. I think they'll be fine, though. And the second one is Bezos. <laughs> he keeps selling stock. Well, he's selling to invest. Exactly, exactly. Invest. And I think that's why they're not doing well on the short term. Yeah. You know, so to me, these problems aren't really problems. When we look at the upside, the yeah. advantages they have. So that's why, to me, this is a strong buy. And for an extra fact, there is no analyst on Wall Street that does not have a buy rate on Amazon. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> because when Amazon was around five hundred dollars, they were saying that Amazon is overpriced, it's too expensive, exactly. and now it's at three thousand plus, and no one is saying sell. Yes. No one is even saying hold. Everyone's, Everyone's saying, saying buy. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow, that's that's huge. That's actually really huge. And even when I think about e-commerce, if people are like, man, Amazon's too expensive for me, the fact that they might potentially acquire Jumia and they're also in e-commerce, like I feel like that's a potential opportunity. No one has really said anything just yet. That could be a play where, you know, someone could enter and still have touch with Amazon, you know, yes. indirect. That's if Amazon acquires Jumia. I guess the last talk that I would touch on would be 
A-H-T. So that's Hashford Hospitality Trust Incorporated. And they are a real estate investment trust, which invests in hospitality industry. They are involved in direct hotel investments and also first mortgage financing and all forms of hospitality transactions. So their all-time high was at $18.80. And currently, right now, as of Friday, they were trading for around $5.21, depending on the brokerage you're looking at. So obviously, they've been beating down a lot due to COVID as a result of most of their assets are tied to, you know, the hotel space and hospitality space. And many of them, you know, were shut down due to COVID. And even irrespective of that, they were able to beat their uh, expectations in the last three quarters, all through, they beat all the analyst expectations. Wow. And the forecasted growth for this particular uh, stock is around 52.7% based on a few analyst expectations. Mind you, they're also extremely volatile compared to their industry average. And like I said, this is extremely speculative and, you know, this could go south really quickly, but mainly because of the tremendous upside I see with them. The and they're, yes, with the re- especially with the reopening. And let's not forget, I am not surprised they did really well by beating expectations, analyst expectations, because they're also in the first uh, mortgage financing space, right? Oh. So remember, housing market was going crazy right now. In fact, I had friends tell me that even before they could buy the house, they've not even started building the house <laughs> and the lot is already gone. There's no house there, but the lot is gone. So it makes sense why they're doing well. So uh, that uh, business or that industry is slowly coming down. The heat behind it is slowly reducing. However, they now have the hotels opening up this summer because everything is gradually getting back to normal. So I see them going even up to as high as $20, given the uh, speculation around them and the fact that they've been beating earnings and they've been beat down severely. So I think this is definitely a play where people can potentially enter huh, that's yeah a good one. yeah i'll look more into it actually yeah i i definitely i definitely really like it and one of the things that i would say about uh all these companies that are being mentioned is that they have huge upside and that's one of the reasons why i like each and every one of them from amazon to uh, bbig to ht is that and they're not dependent on one thing they're multi-dimensional and that's why i like them because they're involved in a lot obviously the stocks i recommended are not as multi-dimensional as amazon but for stocks that are trading for four or five dollars this is literally a steal right because you can have 10 of these stocks at uh, 40 to 50 dollars right and the next thing they go up 100 percent Definitely, I think everyone should jump into this opportunity and research more into the stock and definitely invest because investing is no longer a luxury. It's now a necessity. Survival. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. We know y'all have learned a lot. You know, y'all are welcome. You know. (laughs) (laughs) It's our pleasure. Have a good one, guys.